0: So, that's what I did for the first three months of March, uh, or not, for the first three months of March, Well, wow, that's definitely something to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
1: March was three months. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's-
0: Welcome to the Prodigy Lab, the podcast where you put the tips, tricks, and methods of getting stuff done to the test. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm Mark and today we are celebrating the end of the wild and crazy year that was 2020. So many things have happened this year that are very notable, as has been said over and over again. And we have been living through a chapter in a history textbook. So hopefully everybody's chapter went well, considering everything that happened.
1: As, as the meme uh, goes, it, we, we had a decade's worth of <laughs> events in a single year.
0: <laughs> yep, Seriously. So now it's time to like kind of look back on the year, uh, how we did, and uh, hearkening back to our twenty twenty yearly or yeah twenty twenty yearly theme episode from about a year ago, and reflect on like what we've done and also where we want we to go. With talking about our upcoming themes for twenty twenty one, but before that, so let's just do the usual recap. How have you been, Mark? Anything you've been working on?
1: Yes, um, good. Yeah, um, just been. Leisurely taking it easy in between binging um, The Crown. I've been, oh yeah, <laughs> I've been um, writing. So there's some articles that I'm writing uh, that I will be submitting um, to some pieces to see if they will publish. If not, then I'll publish my publish them myself. But I figure I'll give that a try to get some particular hits. And uh, I'm I'm influenced, I guess, for lack of a better word, by the paychecks medium has been sending me. So apparently my articles have been doing well enough to get paid. So why not write some more? Um, But it's all been focused actually on writing. Um, So I've been doing a lot of uh, reading and research and reading uh, science papers and arguments on Writing, thinking, and, and cognitive function. So that's kind of where I've been <laughs> a little bit with uh, some of my recent projects. So that's pretty much for me. That's that's all I've been doing is just reading research papers and writing about writing.
0: What yeah. about you? Uh, well, writing a lot. It's been Nana Raimo here, of course, you guys. Uh, they're listening to this episode. We're recording this a month ahead of schedule as usual because we love our backlogs here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but NaNoWriMo is go- is almost complete. I have like 2,000 words left. I've been actually kind of uh, being like the hair and and the hair in this one lately because I I wrote a bunch of words like a week or two ago. And I was so far ahead of schedule that I just kind of started coasting after that. Just kind of like write 1,000 like words a day and that's it. And uh, NaNoWriMo gives you this little graph that shows you uh, the recommended level they should be at versus the uh, actual level that you're at and I've uh, for the past for pretty much most of November my line for where I'm actually at has been above the one that I should be at and now they're, they're slowly colliding and my plan is to because I'm like a, I'm, a, I'm like a sentimental kind of ceremonious person in this case. I could finish the book today after we're done recording. I could have finished it yesterday. Uh, I, I but I don't want to because I want to write the last word on the last day. And I have, I think, roughly maybe 3,000 words left. I, it's kind of a guess guesstimate. I've had the last two chapters in my head for the past two weeks. I just knew exactly how it was going to end. So I'm now just kind of coasting through my thoughts as I'm writing these down. And uh, yeah, I'll be getting to the effort this. And my plan is, I'm going to to do this, but my plan is to, I'm a believer that if you make it for others, you should put it out there. And uh, you shouldn't be a, aff- you shouldn't be ashamed of your create of your creative works, like you should put it out there anyways. And th- that's the good thing about doing that is that you get a lot of feedback. So my plan is to find a way to put this book out there for free after I'm done after I'm done editing it, and uh, just after that eventually rewrite it because I do like this story and world I created, and just kind of like have it as like this is what I used to do and like okay this is how it's changed here and here. So that's my. That's my plan for next year, which we'll get to later when we talk about next year. <laughs> uh, what else has been happening? Uh, putting up at Christmas lights, which I guess after this episode comes out, we might be taking them down. But we put up Christmas lights, which is nice. And I just, uh, uh, yeah, I've just been doing a lot of reading myself. Not as much as I read in October. In October, I read five books, which is crazy. I've never read that many books ever in a month. and They were shorter books, like 250 pages or less. Yeah. But I read so much time on that like it just it felt great. So <laughs> I called it I was priming myself for nano by doing a lot of reading to get my mind in the right set for nano so I could do a lot of writing. So that's what I've been up to. And yeah. Uh today's a nice rainy day, so it's a very mellow day. So I might have like a very more gentler voice, unlike my unlike the past episodes. <laughs> uh, which uh as you guys may know it's for three episodes. Uh, let's see what chapters were Those are the grit book review, time blocking, and magic mind. My voice sounded different. Well, I thought I fixed the issue with my past recording software, and I decided to change to a different one. But that one captured my voice differently, and it in a very unnatural way. That even my partner I was like, "I listened to your episode, and she was she was like, that doesn't sound like you at all." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I'm now back in recording on Audacity on a local file. That I'll immediately export to WAV after we're done recording. So that way there's always a backup and it doesn't corrupt in the upload to uh, OneDrive. And I'm also recording a backup on Zoom because if you never, in my, I don't know, six, or not six, four years of podcasting, I've never ever recorded with backups until now. And I understand how people record with backups. So yeah, uh, it should sound normal. From here on out, either through a Zoom recording or a an Audacity recording. And we shouldn't have to worry about any weird lost episodes or any weird up pitches of my voice ever again.
1: <laughs> Unless we do it yeah, on so, purpose.
0: So though as I was saying earlier, this is a time for reflection. It's for Mark and I it's the end of November, which means that it's coming up in December, which is the year or the year the year of reflection. In 2020, it's the year of reflection. Uh, it's the month of reflection and looking forward to the next year. And I think that's kinda that like the whole New Year's thing is a bit arbitrary, but it's like such a cultural norm that's just kind of good to stick with it anyways. You have a solid date to work with, the, the date of the year that you're on. So uh, what I want to do today, Mark, is I want to look back upon our themes that we had for this year. Uh, for me, my theme was originally the year of civics, but changed when the pandemic hit to the year of writing, which I think I announced. And, uh, I wanted to kind of look back on those and, and, uh, see like how we did with trying to fulfill our goals and what we could have done better, what we were happy that we did. And uh, also what we plan on doing next year. Do you want to begin Mark?
1: So my, th- uh, two things for last year, um, not last year, this year. 2020. 2020. Yeah. I have to say 2020 and keep it that way. <laughs> I had two themes. Uh, one uh, was called execution. That's right. Yeah. And so I noted that um, I am a noted researcher mm-hmm. like and an overthinker. So at the time, I know why I chose that theme at the time, because I had a lot of things that were piling up. And I was running Austin Podcasters at the time as well, so I had a lot of things that I was wanting to do with the Austin Podcasters community and everything, and I wasn't getting it done, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So execution became one of my themes to just execute, get things out the door, and mm. stop letting them pile up, etc. The second theme was health. Um, I think that's always a, a item for people mm. to to ensure they are actively um taking care of or focusing on Mm -hmm. but sometimes if you don't put that on on the the front page it just kind of goes to the back burner if you will so you don't think of the smaller things that adds up over time so for me um with health Because I've had back pain and and sciatica in my leg, Um, it was like physical therapy and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, right? To try to get back into some.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, we both had like a year of physical therapy. I started developing an injury on my knee from overrunning, especially when COVID hit. Yeah. I was running a lot because I run to de-stress myself. Yeah. And my knee just like one day just was like really sore. And I didn't know why. And I went to my doctor and they're like, yeah, we could get you to a physical therapist. And that helped a lot.
1: Yeah, it it does. Like when I had my back episode, uh, one of them, um, it it was like so bad that I was actually put on painkillers uh, because of it. And I developed sciatica in both my legs. And so with, you know, nearly two years of physical therapy, we got it into one leg. (laughs) And to a level of intermittent pain where before it was like just level, I will wake up and love and seven out of 10 for pain. Um, so now it's at a good point where it's every now and then it makes itself uh, itself known. But so it was focusing on that from a physical perspective, you know, eating, sleeping uh, was a mm. big factor and um, changing that. Oh
0: yeah. We made a, just this podcast alone, we made a few changes in those, I think. Absolutely. Like, the no alarm is probably the most influential thing that we've ever done.
1: Yes, and still continue to this day. Yeah. So, um yeah, those those were kind of a recap of my two themes for 2020 and kind of why I chose them and leaning into uh, what some of the, the focus items were.
0: So, uh how did you... Like, were there any daily practices you made for these, for like execution? Do you have like a more thorough task list, or do you
1: change your review system, or uh for um, execution, um, it was just publish, even if it if it <laughs> if it, if it <laughs> wasn't ready. I, it sounds so simple, but I get way into my head when it comes to writing things. Mm-hmm. And so, I, for example, I used to have newsletters, and I would just hold off to make sure, okay, is does the newsletter look okay? Let me find the right quote, et cetera, et cetera. And then I would publish it, and then I wanted to, I would do things for the social media feed, and I'm like, okay, I wrote this microblog, but is it okay, is it concise? Let me research more on this. It, it, it just became a whole ordeal. And it kind of prevented me from sharing information with the community and stuff like that. So I was like, you know, it may be better if I'm a little bit more organic with it and just publish it, just share it, just push it out. And I don't need to wait for it to be perfect to do so. When it got to that point, I was like, you're overthinking it. And then I was just hit send on whatever I was working on. Same with some of the other things. Uh, There was a, a... uh, I follow Chris do from the future and in one of the lettering Wait, courses. Chris who? Doe uh do. Okay. So I follow him and in one of the courses that I took, it was a, a design course the, that I was taking. And it was like taking the big items and breaking it down, right? And as we all should do, to sometimes you forget and sometimes you need those reminders to take your task and break them down to smaller executable things now this was in what 2019 when we were deciding this (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) so yeah with the more and more it was just kind of getting overwhelmed and i would try not to think about what i was doing and just do it but then you know that kind of it kind of changed uh, i kept the theme even though we hit covid and even though i stepped away from running austin podcasters um i guess you can say that was part of the execution <laughs> um, Ooh, nice play i didn't even think about but the that. execution yeah <laughs> we yeah. didn't kill it you just left your role
0: <laughs> well yeah
1: i didn't i didn't i killed my role um, yeah, but I didn't think about it from that that perspective. It was just me on executing and making decisions.
0: It's like the Year of Essentialism, which is also a good book about like picking and choosing your battles. Yes, when it comes to projects. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it, I mean, yes, for some things, it was making sure that um, obviously that you put a deadline to things; otherwise, it wouldn't come. Um, to fruition so I added more deadlines to some of the stuff that I was working on and to just crank it out and and push it whether it was I felt it was ready or not and yes there were several things that I've pushed out where I'm like and I'll have to go back and update it and edit it but at least it got out there that's kind of how I dealt with it there's no super detailed way or anything do you work well with personal deadlines I do. My problem has always been is that I said yes to too many things. I see. So even though I would have deadlines, it would be like 5,000 things I would need to Mm. do. For some reason, and I think I wrote this somewhere in my journal, actually. It feels like if I am not taking care of a burning building, (laughs) (laughs) okay, then it feels like Things are slow, or I'm bored. Like I, I don't know why. I, it's just been my entire career. So mm. I guess I've kind of been trained in this way. But if I'm not putting out fires constantly, if things are like you know, if I'm not so busy with top to bottom, it feels like I'm slacking and I'm not like oh, producing yeah. or doing much. Yeah. Even though it's better if you just focus on that one thing yeah. <laughs> that you're doing. No, I know what you mean. But I, if that's yeah. like
0: me at work, I, although those, those slow periods at work, because actually I'd say because of slow periods at work, I will say yes to a lot of things. Yeah. And then the next thing you know, like what's happening right now, I have like three projects coming to a head right now that I'm like in charge of like just scrambling. Mm-hmm. One of them I'm just a co engineer on, but the other two I'm like the main engineer on. So I'm just like scrambling to like get things together because I was busy with other things. Yeah, and I also I work better with external deadlines. Personal deadlines don't work too well for me. So without any coming to head now, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I really gotta focus on that. <laughs> yeah, personal deadlines don't really work too well for me. Although thanks to you, you show me a new way to organize my monthly planning. Oh yeah, Actually, I know you have a video. Did you have that video on YouTube?
1: Yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay, uh, under uh, go to Apex. This. Oh no no no, the the other video. Is not on youtube but i can i can post it to youtube and and paste the link i recorded that specifically for you because i was like
0: okay like, there's no audio th- but i wasn't sure if like maybe the file you sent me does not have audio track on
1: yeah i just re i was like i could take these screenshots but then there would be a lot of screenshots and scrolling yeah. and i was like yeah okay how Screen about i just record yeah. record this video and send it to you
0: yeah well if you if you feel like you want to do it, you can you don't have to but the thing that sparked this is that Amberly was showing me a video, or a video, an article. I can't find it, or I can't find it. If I can find it, I'll, we'll put in the show notes. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, about a different way to like organize your monthly goals using Notion. And I showed the article to you, and like, oh, I, I use a system like this, but more, more thorough. <laughs> and <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, oh my god, this is exactly what I want. So like, like I've I've been trying, I've been wanting to do a score chart policy on my old. Uh, monthly goal planning yeah, and I didn't know where to go with it though. And then I saw yours like, this is totally what I want right here. So <laughs> uh, I think that this system that you have is much more better for personal accountability. Yeah. Uh, if we do have the video for it or if Mark writes an article for it, we have a month. You want to set a deadline for yourself for <laughs> December 28th?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, cause I've been meaning to, um, because I, I wrote a blog initially about my notion dashboard and setup. So and then since I revamped everything, so I think I can use reuse that video to kind of show what it looks like and do an update updated blog on my uh Notion setup. Um, the
0: article that I had, but Slack for some reason just decided to stop working at my computer. <laughs> Slack's like I'm out. Peace. <laughs> too too many projects you work on, man. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I, I okay, can't see. I think I found it. You gave me a YouTube link. Yeah. Okay. The core th- is the uh, Notion dashboard. It says Q3 digital planning step is the video you sent me. I actually didn't watch that one. I just watched the Slack video. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the the article I found was called "How How to Plan Goals and Resolutions in Notion for 2019" from the blog Keep Productive. I'll link to that in the show notes because it was very helpful to just kind of give it a different perspective on how to do monthly planning. Mm-hmm. I never ever use the, uh, uh, what's it called? The, uh, the view that's like a bunch of cards. It's not a card view. Uh, the gallery view I think is what's called.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I never ever used that one. And then I saw that. I was like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. It's a, it's a cool way to organize it. So yeah, if you're a notion, a holic like we are, then this is a useful video for you it might still or a video useful article for you. Uh, if not, that still might be helpful anyways, but, uh, if you use Notion, this is definitely a good way to look at your your planning system. If Mark gets his video and article up, then you could see it taken to the next level. Yeah. So uh, we were talking about execution. How about health? Health. Uh, did you have like any specific
1: goals or systems you use for health? Um, well, the one of the primary things was sleeping. That one is still challenging because I, I I'm trying to train myself trying to train myself but i am a night owl (laughs) so it's it's very it's not super difficult sometimes i forego the things that i want to do in the morning because i may go to bed at 12 Mm -hmm. or 1 so then i get up at 8 or 8 30 naturally sometimes right at 9 and i'm like i need to hop on to work um, so it gets kind of close yeah. there, but I still yeah. get s- between seven, and eight hours of sleep, that's which is good. vastly better than I were uh, getting previously, which was f- between four to five hours. Jesus. Asleep. Oh my God. <laughs> that's yeah. Horrible. Uh, uh, but then you also have to think of the, the changes with that. So when starting the <laughs> better sleep, it was starting the year. well, pre-COVID right before lockdowns so riding public transportation it takes about an hour to get to work right so I had to ensure that I was uh, up in time and if I wanted to do anything in the morning and it was just even if I do the routines and everything sometimes I just literally will not go to sleep until like one or two in the morning
0: oh wow yes there's a natural bedtime and wake up time like when I stop setting an alarm on, I still wake up. Like I used to wake up at six. My just I just changed to seven instead. Is all changed. Mm-hmm. Like I, even on weekends. Like I've had a whole like six months or so of no alarm for my for my internal clock to drift elsewhere. Yeah. But even on weekends, I buy. Except for uh, if I'm like missing sleep two nights in a row, I'll wake up at seven o'clock in the morning. Because that's just how my body's internal clock is. It just won't change. I found out that, that that's like how it is.
1: Yeah. So so that's that's been interesting. And since like working from home, uh, thankfully, are having the ability to work from home this year. It it kind of shifted right, mm-hmm. and to where I it wasn't as punishing to still go to bed at the same time that mm-hmm. I I did and wake up early. So mm-hmm. the biggest thing is. Yes, I still try to, uh, for that, we did the, I think few months into working from home, we did the the no Mm. alarm. Mm. So getting rid of the alarm just made things better. Um, And starting probably around May, I think, I started actually tracking, April, May, I started tracking Mm. my sleep. And so I can see it go from four to five hours to seven to eight hours. (laughs) Uh, this is okay this is one reason this is like a
0: soapbox thing for me but yeah uh the uh, pandemic has shown a good health benefit of working from home which i think is a good reason to keep people working from home Mm -hmm. uh, especially when it comes to sleep because sleep is i mean you make so many decisions and your decisions like how good they are is really dependent on how much sleep you get yeah so uh, it's better performance that way happier employees uh, I will be really mad if my employer goes back to a straight five-day non-remote work week after the vaccine has been distributed and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, It seems unlikely. It seems like at least two to three times a week we'll be allowed to do remote work, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'd prefer three. But yeah, uh, yeah like like you, like I'd, I don't go to the gym right now because COVID, I could go. It seems like it's not too bad, mm-hmm. especially since I go to a pretty big gym, so it's easy to keep your space. But I just started working out at home, and uh, although I still pay for my gym membership because I think it's good to have one, it's it's a thing about me, just in case you need to have better facilities. But uh, the just the sleep thing, like I used to get six, I used to wake up at six o'clock every day, go to the gym for about half an hour to forty-five minutes, come back, shower, and then drive to the office, and that was about an hour and a half of my time in the morning. Uh, but now what I do is I sleep in till seven, I immediately wake up make coffee, sign into my computer, uh, go through emails for the first half hour, let the dogs out, uh, work without distractions because everybody wakes up at 9 or 8.30 to 9 usually, work without distractions for uh, about uh, an hour to an hour and a half, eat breakfast at 9, and like, it's just been great. And then at 4 o'clock after work, I do bodyweight workouts in the backyard and the, I'm done with those within... 15 to 30 minutes to plan the workout mm-hmm. and then I'm ready to take on my side projects like my time has gotten so much better since this pandemic happened so yeah yeah it's like I hate to say it but It's like it's, it's been tragic for a lot of people but uh, my career and I guess your career too uh, just allowed it that in a way that uh, as I've heard described before, it allowed it to be anti-fragile or when things get worse it actually gets better for certain people. Uh, it's yeah. a book by N- Nisim Taleb. Taleb. He's a Lebanese statistician, very controversial, actually, statistician. But I read his book, Anti Fragile and the Black Swan, which is actually a really good book. But uh, the Black Swan uh, back in like 2014, uh, which, speaking know, the Black Swan, 2020 was a giant black swan event, which are black swan events are events that are extremely low probability of happening, but after they happen, they change things forever. Yes. So an example would be like 9-11 is another black swan event. The pandemic, obviously. Uh, major wars as well. That Anything that has a very low chance of happening, usually in a bad sense, uh, that then changes the world forever is a black swan event. So we've been going through several this year. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, As I say, I think this is Caleb's uh, I told you so year. <laughs> yeah I, I digress but those are really good books I think you should read he's a very controversial guy but he has some good points but in some cases like Mark and I we end up being a bit anti-fragile in this case of course it's not true for everybody we're lucky not to not be working in the service industry or the travel industry
1: yeah I've uh, a friend uh, works in service industry but like when it happened she was like and they laid her off she was like oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, I know that's the, the complete opposite response that one would expect in this situation. Yeah. But she was like severely happy about it. Huh. Um, and she's been just spending the time uh, trying to try and learn and, and do her own thing. Um, so yeah, it, it's been, it's been, but again, realizing that even in her position, she she even with being let go, is that she's been in a, a lucky position to to not have to deal with food insecurity or anything mm-hmm. like that, right? So yeah, to- totally realized like things could have went opposite der- direction. Like for many, they're just like one bad day away mm-hmm. from becoming the Joker. <laughs> or yeah from the killing joke <laughs> between b- before hell breaking loose yeah, um yeah. so yeah but there was certainly I mean this is certainly one of those events that cause a lot of change yeah. and 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 with that sleep has been one of those things that has been has improved for me mm-hmm. um less I mean, yes, there's some. There was anxiety-ridden events happening, uh, but less anxiety for me. Stress, just much more comfortable to be able to deal with that and manage time um, and everything else. So, though, you know, I am an introvert, mm-hmm. like a, a super. So I like like the was that gopher that comes out every. Uh,
0: <laughs> groundhog Day.
1: Groundhog Day. Yeah. Groundhog. Yeah. Leg, yeah. Uh, groundhog. Why did I say gopher? Uh, um, they're somewhere. The they're burrowing creature just um, come out AMS. once a year, looks around and be like, "Okay, I got enough my feel of people," <laughs> and, then I, and then I just go back. So that's kind. Yeah, that's kind of been the the things regarding health and just also monitoring. My food intake, how I'm doing, mm-hmm. all of that comes from our episodes of tracking, like the Exist mm-hmm. app, um, oh, the yeah, Quantified yeah. Self, right? And The, the Lost Episode, the Quantified Self. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, that's, why that's, why said, that's why we have
0: backups now. That's why we have backups. So, no more Lost <laughs> Episodes or Up Pitch episodes for the remainder of the show. I guarantee that, hopefully.
1: <laughs> so, that's been another thing that, that's been used in tracking and, and monitoring health. Uh, because I can monitor when I wasn't feeling well and if that was food-related and stuff like that and headaches, etc. And I was able to then finally just make the decision for me personally to go plant-based and then just tracking. And since making that decision, I've lost like 20 pounds.
0: Oh, damn. Wow. Yeah, so we we haven't seen each other since the pandemic started. So
1: you might be a completely different person. When
0: I, like we see each other in video, but it's only head up. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm like, whoa, Mark.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I did not realize how much weight I had gained. Um, but yeah, well, since since that, I've I've lost that. Still, lots of way to go. But you know, that has been. Really tracking things from that that manner using exists Exist mm. to track and stuff for my health has been helping me to look at my habits and everything else mm. and then to tweak and make those changes. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, maybe the whole introvert expert thing, this is definitely a tangent, but one thing I definitely noticed this year is that it's uh, made me focus a lot more on my close friend and family relationships. Mm-hmm. But I unfortunately had to toss away a few... I guess, uh, acquaintance relationships with this pandemic because you only maintain so many things whenever you aren't like going to meet up groups. Yeah. Uh, awesome podcasters was like, uh, I think it was like right before the pandemic, uh hung out with Richard of the podcast Cryptocurrent uh, mm-hmm. who I'm an Austin podcaster meetup? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I invite him to our place, him and his girlfriend to our place like once or twice for like a party. And uh, like, it's a good show if you're into cryptocurrency, by the way, Cryptocurrent will link to it. I listened to a few episodes. At least I think it's good. I don't understand cryptocurrency at all. So (laughs) I was like, these seem like knowledgeable people he talks to, but I don't know, but we'll give a shout out to them. Yeah. uh, But uh, yeah, like uh, like I was like working in like a kind of building like a bigger circle through like the podcast scene. Like I've kind of had like one through the podcast scene anyways, but uh, those just kind of all faded away because uh, there just isn't really random me upset at coffee shops anymore yeah, uh, it, but on the bright side, I will say I'm thankful for like being able to maintain my strongest bonds during this time. Yeah, and having those bonds get stronger as well. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Just tangent, because you said that you're an introvert. So it's like I'm a bit of an extrovert, but there's some there's some pluses to this, like that my friendships. Like a lot of my college friends, uh, they moved to Austin with like uh, they've all come to Austin gradually. Yeah, and uh, like uh, I've been hanging out with them a lot more. Oh that that's stuff, good.
1: So, yeah. Yeah, that's well yeah, that's another thing right um um that that is part of your health and happiness um is your relationships that you have and I can't say even as running the podcast community because you don't meet in person there is a big drop off in in communication and everything cuz you don't you don't have that in person thing and and so there is a big drop off well but then i'm also not doing like constant virtual events so uh, yeah and and stepping away in that function or or fashion like yes i have chatted with a few people since um, but not as much as i was before because i'm no longer seen as a face of it And so no one's always reaching, though it was always interesting. People thought, I don't know why, um, I always thought it was hilarious. People had like thought I was like, well, I guess, especially being in Austin, that I was like one of those like big willers rolling around and in and, and cash and doing podcast uh, sponsorships uh, <laughs> and, and yeah. running businesses and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, <laughs> no. I think that's
0: why I thought when I first met you. But I think when I first met you, it was actually at your company's office because mm-hmm. you were, they allowed you to host it there downtown, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. I, was, I remember you
1: ordering pizza. and I was like, this is cool. This guy orders pizza for meetups. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I stopped doing that after one bad meetup. Um, <laughs> oh no! It, that sucks. Well, it what happened? I what I learned um, is I was hosting it at my company again, but they didn't tell me that they were also hosting another event because it wasn't on their event calendar. Oh, yeah. So I think everyone came to the meetup for the podcast. Yeah, and went to that event. And only one guy came upstairs to the room we got moved to. And I had ordered pizza and stuff oh like my that.
0: God. That's a good sitcom situation. And he was
1: like, I already ate. So I had all this pizza <laughs> <laughs> and drinks. I don't even drink soda. Oh, no! And I was like, what am I going to do with this? And it was just a whole scheduling wow. mess. Um, I had it right. My My company... Had kind of flubbed on that and not putting the events on the calendar because I would have never scheduled the event if I knew they <laughs> were so having funny. one. It was a mess, and so only one person may actually made it up. And I think the rest were like, "Ooh, wow, look at this!" <laughs> and they were merging like with all these big funders and everything downstairs. <laughs> so there's investors here that's podcasting me up. Okay, I mentioned my studio idea. <laughs> no i've i've had people pitch me studios uh ideas and podcast sponsorships (laughs) and uh production things and i'm like i'm i'm just a regular joe (laughs) like i i can try to connect you i know some people but yeah so it was interesting it was an interesting experience and i'm like do people normally think that, like, when they attend, and they're like, "Oh, am I like connected to some big business, or am I like running my own like yeah. studio business or something like that?" Anyway, that's another tangent. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, uh, any other questions about my two themes? Uh, I think
0: I think we're good. Uh, of course, we'll probably do some follow up later on. Yeah, um, as we're reflecting on how the next year is going to go, but. It's on to me now with my my kind of three themes. It was actually two themes. One of them it changed pretty quickly when the pandemic happened. So on my twenty twenty yearly themes episode, that immediately got tossed out the window as soon as March thirteenth <laughs> happened. Friday the thirteenth of all days for Friday Austin to get locked 13th. down.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but my first theme of the year was the year of civics because I I do love the city. It's my favorite city I've ever called home. Even my hometown doesn't feel like home. Uh, and I spent 18 years of my life there. And so uh, I, I've been kind of gradually kind of working on more projects around the city. I used to work at work. I was involved in this graffiti prevention team that we had at the city of Austin. But then uh, the new city management decided to deprioritize that and it eventually just faded away. Although one of the assistant city managers was like, yeah, I like this idea. And he never did anything after that. We had one meeting with him and that was it. So I wanted to fill in that void after that kind of faded away because I, I think Austin has a great art scene and I wanted to promote it while also uh, trying to like uh, uh, get like maybe like maybe some like good artists in the graffiti scenes like work with the city to like go the graffiti prevention. But unfortunately, that never came to fruition. Uh, so I wanted to expand myself more. So I started like reading more books on the history of Austin and learning more about the city, I I listen to KUT, our local NPR station, every weekend that they do their weekend updates. Uh, I I now grab a issue of the Austin Chronicle every time I go out now, so I could like, read that throughout the week to see like what's happening and like what uh, all that stuff is. These Austin Chronicle is good for events; they're a bit editorialized in their politics, which I kind of uh, avoid if I can, but it's also still fun to read. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I was trying to do more of that. And in my year of civics, one of the things that happened is that me and my old uh, co-host, Charlie, we revived our old show, Everyday Superhumans, which was off the air for like a year and a half to two years. And we just had to bring that back. And we record like two or three episodes because we, we record in person. We prefer to do it in person and not remotely. Yeah. We did about two or three episodes in person and the pandemic hit and then we, uh, then we did it. Online after that, which is fine. And then we eventually pod fade, which is unfortunate to say. Uh, hopefully, we can come back stronger. But I think that the spark wasn't there without me in person because part of the Fund of Everyday Superhumans was going to these offices that these nonprofits are based of, mm-hmm. taking photos, seeing what they actually do, ask for demonstrations, get some video footage to supplement on the website. Like it was more of a publication and an actual podcast That's yeah. how we start to see it. And Whenever we lost that, we kind of lost the, the spark of it. We had some good episodes despite that. I'm not gonna call any favorites on the air because everybody's a great, everybody's <laughs> a great human being. But we had some really good episodes, and uh, we we had the learning curves of adapting to uh, COVID. Like we would ask more questions regarding we COVID. One good episode that we talked about uh, COVID and its impacts. This is like maybe in May, so it was early on still. Uh, was we just spoke to ham H-A-A-M, the health Alliance for Austin musicians and we talked to them about about how they're helping musicians who are very vulnerable people both economically speaking and also health speaking during this time how they keep them healthy that was a really good episode but yeah we we we, we pivoted towards more covid stuff and it just oh just saying about this the magic kind of fadeaway away and uh, we podfade after like 10 episodes after our revival. Hopefully we'll bring it back again. We tend to like uh, bring it back for like 10 to 15 episodes at any time. And then like we usually kind of, it's actually kind of traditional for us. We tend to like pod fade for a bit and then we bring it back up again. That's like, that's how new seasons happen. Yeah. So <laughs> so we like, we get too busy with other things in our lives and we can't like usually between October to December, we never record new episodes because we are so busy with everything else in our life. So mm-hmm. that's our, it's usually the end of our season. So our season just ended a bit earlier this year, but uh, in my head, it's still an active project, but just not as high of a priority. Yeah. So that's what I did for the first three months of March, uh, or up the first three months of March. Wow. That's definitely a twenty twenty thing thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
1: March was three months. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was, that's, that's when the lockdown, uh, happened and everything. And, I remember the day that the lockdown happened here in Austin. Um, Amberly and I went to HEB uh, to buy some lockdown food like everybody else was. And we stood in line for like two hours. It felt like, of course, it probably wasn't. But we just oh, stood there in line.
1: I was on the couch dying.
0: That's <laughs> right. So, like, you were sick with what we thought could have been COVID, but seems less likely now.
1: I don't know. Just they was test a, me. It
0: had like your, what was it a non-productive? It was a productive cough is what you had.
1: Yes, because I was coughing up phlegm. It wasn't a dry cough.
0: Yeah, which is not a common sign of COVID, at least. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that lasted for a bit. Uh, It was a good half of the year. But then uh, this time, this COVID uh, thing happened, and it kind of made me reflect inward on things that I really wanted to do. And there were two things that I really uh, am curious in, and still am curious in, uh, that I was like, this is the perfect time to explore those. So I changed my theme from the year of civics from being the main theme to being the secondary theme and the main theme being the year of writing. And I use the word writing intentionally (laughs) because writing either means uh, writing means up to three things really means writing fiction. It means writing nonfiction and it means writing code. So for the first (laughs) part of the pandemic, I really worked hard on learning Python I wanted to learn Python. I learned it years ago, but it never really stuck. And I think I found out why it never really stuck again, because it didn't stick again this time. I did months of Python practice. I did a really good course called uh, Automate the Boring Stuff. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, that was really good. I would recommend it for anybody uh, looking for starting Python. I'm transcribing as I type everything that I bring up, so, or as I talk, so I started that up, and then I had a friend who went to a data science boot camp. So I decided to do a virtual data science boot camp, which I got halfway through. Uh, I think it's called like Data Science and Machine Learning for Python. That's some Udemy course. Uh, he went to actually like a real one that like uh, based out of Galvanize downtown, which is a co-working space. And uh, uh, he actually like he did it for a career change. I just uh, curiosity. Uh, he did that, so I decided to do that for a bit, and that was fun. And then after a while though it faded because i just couldn't think of anything to like really use that programming knowledge on on a daily basis so it faded away and that's now it's time to move on to my next form of writing writing fiction which really began i think the month before the nanowrimo or camp nanowrimo in the summer and then camp nanowrimo is what really set it off i was Camp NaNoWriMo allowed me to go and so, so, first of all, I've been wanting to do NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month, for years, but I've always been like, I don't have time for that. Like, I'm too busy with other side projects, or November's, it happens in November typically, or it always happens in November. But I was like, uh, November's a month of traveling. I, I don't know if I could do it then. So, uh, then I discovered that they're something called Camp NaNoWriMo in the summer, which is, a, which is a lesser version of it. You could choose your own goal instead of doing the uh, goal of 50,000 words, you pick your own goal. I decided to do the whole NaNoWriMo experience myself though, by doing the whole 50,000 words. And I decided to finally uh, get a project I've had in my head for so long, out of my head during NaNoWriMo, and wrote down the foundations as I call for it, which, uh, during NaNoWriMo I realized how big that project was. And I got (laughs) immediately intimidated by it afterwards, and I just started writing short stories after that. But I've been writing short stories ever since then, and then NaNoWriMo 2020 happened this year, and which I have three no, I have three days left because I'm running for today, but really have two days left and two thousand mm-hmm. words left, and I'm happy to say that I'm about to finish my first book. And as I've said to people before, I can't vouch for its quality, but I can vouch for its existence. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, the the name of the project is called the Heap. I'm not gonna say too much about it, but it like J
1: V M heap. Like H E A P like a heap Yeah, J V M heap. Uh sure. I don't know what you're saying. Java virtual machine. Oh heap okay. for an application. <laughs> yes, yes. Just like that. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. And but it obviously didn't land, so
0: <laughs> the uh the, the idea for the story came to me actually a couple months ago. I woke up from this dream. I can't say to you the details of the dream too much because it would spoil it. But uh I think you might already know Mark, but the audience doesn't. Uh it's a cyberpunk story about a group of people that discover a heap of junk that, have, that has some other really properties on it. And that's all I'll say. But uh, I'm about to finish that up. I plan on redrafting the story eventually because I actually like it a lot. And this is a weird thing to complain about. I've never written 3,000 words for a story, but it's not enough for the story. So I <laughs> I need to rewrite it with more. because I've, uh, I like to stay in the scene a lot, as they call it. But nano kind of forces you to move to the next scene, so I I couldn't stay in the scenes long enough to like really develop the characters in the world. So it feels more just like like a really long outline is what I'm writing. But uh, that sounds like a first draft. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> so if if it's on my personal website or download somewhere, uh, we'll be sure to link to it in the show notes. Like I said, I can't guarantee it's good, but I can guarantee it exists. And the the idea I have with this is that. Uh, I'll eventually redraft it and then you could read the drafts back to back and see like what changed what didn't it's and all that stuff. I think it'd be a fun, fun, transparent progress uh, process. I like it when people are transparent about the creative processes. So I want to, I want to be that person. I love it. Yeah. So it's been a lot of writing. I've read more words than ever this year. I actually got toggle up to look at my reports and I spent about 250 hours worth of writing this year, which is the most I've ever done of any year. And my, I've broken down by projects and done by adding that stuff, but looking into my, into my general themes, my number one thing I've worked on this year, in terms of total hours, is the uh, my Camp Nano project. I put seventy one hours into that. So I think it's because I worked on it after Nano for a bit and also a little bit before Nano The thing I actually did after that the most was learning Python, which is actually impressive to me. Fifty hours I went to do that. And then writing the heap, my current Ana Rima project, is the, uh, is the next one. I have 38 hours, nearly a full work week in it. But that's assuming you work every single hour of the work week, which we all know you don't do. Yeah. If isn't you you go crazy. And then after writing the heap, I have uh, Ryan prompts and short stories. So I've done a lot of writing this year, which I'm happy about. And finally, last on the list, I'm actually happy to see this 26 hours for volunteering so far. Uh, mostly from uh let's see what they were i think i actually wrote down what they were oh yeah uh from blood donation uh working the election and judging for a science fair that my company ho- uh, holds every year i record okay. that as uh volunteering hours so yeah so that's some civic engagement right there nice yeah yeah so it's been my year of writing and more so writing fiction, as I caught productive escapism, which is what you need in twenty twenty. Uh, <laughs> my own personal achievement is that or the Nano both times is that uh I wrote a story on our writing prompts a while ago called The Road to The Road to Our Day. And it was just I, I go to the new portion of writing prompts a lot and kinda of like write there because the the rising and top ones are always like there's already too many people that were in for it to really get your work seen. So I wrote this story for this guy and he just loved it. And he's like, I want more of your work. So I was like, "Oh, that's a, I have a fan. This is great. And I, <laughs> I create a, I create a uh, personal subreddit for my rank, like Quadrant Nine, just like my website, that has three subscribers. So, you know, one of them is me. Actually, I think two of them are me. <laughs> Because I had an old account that I originally created this subreddit with, and then I, I every so often I get rid of my old accounts on Reddit and create mm-hmm. a new one, because it gets too cluttered with a bunch of subreddits you don't follow anymore. So I'll nuke it, and so I think I start with my old account, and then so yeah, there's only, only one follower, and it's him. But so that was a good personal achievement to so like make somebody's day with it, and that was great. Yeah, so it, it's been a good year. I it really. Has made me go from being like, oh, Ryan's saying I'll do one of these days to Ryan's saying that I will do today. So I'm very happy about that. I'm going to keep this up for as long as possible. And mm-hmm. I don't think I could see myself. Uh, I think it's going to go towards podcasting. It's just like it's a hobby that I think I will keep on doing for the love of it and not for anything else because it just is a great thing to do. Yeah. So I think that clears up for 2020. <laughs> now, time to look forward to our next year, 2021. What are your general themes
1: for next year, Mark? The, the, well, one is a repeat because I'm just, con- I guess they're somewhat both. They're both, but the obvious one, right? The, uh, two, it's two again. Um, the first, health. Obviously, just continuing that because I've had good progress in focusing on that for 2020 and continuing that for 2021. So actively monitoring and focusing that. Um, then the second was interesting one. I labeled it unpredictability slash uncomfortability.
0: Okay. And so like the that. note,
1: <laughs> the note that I wrote um, is. I want to be uncomfortable. That can mean many things, but it's a way to challenge oneself to say whether or not the action or decision you are making is one of comfortability, to not rock the boat, or if it is a good measured decision. If it is something that would keep me secure and in my comfort zone, then it must be something that I challenge and reject. I think doing so can open up one to new experiences And maybe some successes and should keep you from drumming the same beat. This will be an item that I include in my decision journal. Should I need to sit and uh, assess something big? So that's my note on unpredictability slash uncomfortability.
0: That is great. I think that's a really healthy thing to do. Uh, Being able to be uncomfortable and like... Uh, being able to get used to discomfort is a really healthy thing to do, and mm-hmm. people should really should really look into making their lives like slightly uncomfortable at times. If it's like exploring different world views that you don't necessarily agree with, to going out and like doing Toastmasters, like it's a great way to learn a lot about yourself and like uh, maybe a little scared, scared of something else that you didn't know that you liked
1: absolutely absolutely so
0: what do you do you have any general ideas for how you want to go about this
1: um so like i said i have a decision journal that i uh, started to put like any particular big decisions about why i'm making that decision so um one of them as we briefly discussed was whether or not um if i would move or not and mm,
0: that's right yeah we're telling this on slack
1: yeah so that one isn't going to necessarily be a 2021 maybe this is going to be a decision that happens in 2021 but it won't take fruition to 2022 if i decide to leave austin or stay so there are lots of things uh would um, heavily depend on my job mm-hmm. so but so that was one of the things right and what i was originally mm-hmm. um thinking about is whether is my decision one uh, comfortability or not for whatever I decide. So I have a decision journal that I include that as a particular item to assess if this is a decision being made out of comfort, uh, something that will keep me comfortable, keep, keep me not experiencing too much stress or uncertainty with mm-hmm. the action, or if it's something that should be well and needed. Um, and if it's something where I rank high, and comfortability, then that is a decision that I would probably lean more into not being comfortable. Mm. And not just uh, moving from that particular aspect, it could also be from uh, publishing and writing Mm. as well. So that's why I kind of say it's somewhat related to execution Mm. because it's being uncomfortable uh, pushing or writing particular topics and sharing those. So it's just gonna be a particular point in a decision matrix and mm-hmm. that I use or when I'm trying to decide th- decide things. It takes me a long time, if you ask my friends. It takes me a long time to make decisions about stuff. Yeah. I know. Um, the more you're like, you are, the hardest
0: to decide on things. I know what you mean it takes me forever to buy a new phone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it just it just takes forever. So I mean, adding this to my decision tree or matrix can either help me speed it up to say, oh, this is pretty high. Then that means I'm doing it. Right. Just do it. So that will be I think that's a pretty good thing to have and not just in potentially making business decisions and writing. Um, Again, I like to be comfortable and you and you're joking about, yeah, you write a book, you're not going to say it's good there, you know, sometimes we're harder on ourselves and not to say that I'm better I am I have so much to learn from writing I just have this utter fascination with it but for example like writing is that uncomfortability and making sure that I'm comfortable in that regard there's people publishing stuff and we've talked about this before people that have written things and I've seen it and I'm like oh good lord like this needs a lot of work but you know they persisted. They had that grit and they got it published and edited and revised. And I'm like, okay, then I'm too much in my own world. I'm too comfortable and I need to be uncomfortable and then just push it out and publish. So part of the excuse that I'm using right now is that I actually, because it costs money, I haven't bought my ISBNs. For publishing, so I haven't published my first thing. Uh, (laughs) So that's that's trying to keep me in a comfortability zone. So I will be purchasing that, even though it does cost money. It is very expensive. Yeah, so you 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 should be budgeting. Yeah, yeah, you should budget for it. But I also am realizing that I'm making that as a um, something to keep me in my comfort zone Mm -hmm. of not being. Even though you write and you publish on your piddly little blog, mm. I'm talking about myself. No, not about me. <laughs> it's, it, <laughs> it's no, me no too. about me. Um, it's it feels feels certainly different when you try to publish when you publish something and you're asking people to pay for it. Mm. There's a completely different agreed thing there. So, so yes, um, that's part of how I would apply it. It's just going to be in my general decision matrix, decision journal, when I'm assessing to do something, mm-hmm. uh, when I start projects, that's going to be a particular thing that I ask myself that I will add in my templates. What's the comfortability rating mm-hmm. of this? And if it's a low rating, that means it will make me uncomfortable or there's a cer- uh, certain air of unpredictability to mm-hmm. it. And if it has a high rating, it means I'm very comfortable Uh, with this particular decision or very comfortable um, whatever the context that I add to that particular Mm -hmm. item so um, I'll be adding it to my projects to my templates and things like that uh, to have that particular rating Um, and then I'll be able to make my decisions and and rank everything else based off of that because we we use the the matrix to determine if things are you know productive and unproductive mm. or important, urgent, critical, I think that's also going to be a rating that I add in there. You know whether it's urgent, important, non urgent, mm-hmm. etc. Uh, will be the comfortability rating uh, on me doing that particular that's work.
0: Like a really good idea. I like that. That's a deliberate way to to reflect on like how much. Comfort you have in your life versus discomfort, it was like uh, aligned with your goals. Yeah, that's a really good idea. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh. So that, so that's that's my thoughts on that. Um, it's mostly going to be in the realm of writing, mm. where I'm making these decisions. I, I, and hopefully this will help me get out of my head mm-hmm. and actually publish more things. Even though this year has been big with me writing mm-hmm. more. I've I've certainly written more than I have in years past. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll just be I've I've written on a back sheet of paper some writing goals and and publishing outlines and so it'll be ensuring that um I get I get going with that. So yeah. Yeah, that's Th- those are my two items. So execution and uh, uh uncom- uncomfortability really, yeah. and then the secondaries, uh, is, I thought to mention again, was health. That's right. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Be as health is should always be a priority.
1: That's my real health is my number one priority in my life. Yes. And if it if it's consciously there or in my face, right, it'll make me prompt the questions mm. or particular things to look at versus not being proactive, right? It'll help me be proactive and not reactive. What about your 2021 themes? Uh, yeah, so I I have one goal right
0: now. I might do a secondary goal later, but this is kind of an all-encompassing goal. This came to me uh, a couple of weeks ago. Amberly and I were talking about a project of mine that's been put on hold. And she's like, when are you going to finish that? And I was like, yeah, when am I going to finish that? So <laughs> that sparked the idea right there that 2021 is going to be the year of finishing it. Because I have a lot of unfinished projects and unfinished TV shows and books I've read. And my <laughs> idea for 2021 is it's, it's going to be all-encompassing. Like, I never finished the Watchmen miniseries on HBO despite loving it mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't renew my HBO subscription and I didn't binge it fast enough. So uh, I got like three episodes left of that. I never finished Two, Det- two Detective Season 1, which I, people say is great. I watched like half of it two years ago. Never seen uh, it. I'm really bad at finishing TV shows and stuff, and I'm also really bad at finishing projects. Ongoing projects like the project lab are different, mm-hmm. but like writing projects are discrete or like the first season of an audio drama I went to work on. Those are all uh, time based and they could be easily finished and broken into different things. So, like with that audio drama, the uh, thing that really had us off was that. We did all the writing. We loved the writing. It was the casting and the recording that we just got held up on because mm-hmm. we both didn't know what to do. And uh, so I, uh, I want this year to be the year of finishing it. I'm actually in the process of making my uh, notion thing for it. And I think uh, I was as we're talking, I, I Googled finish him Mortal Kombat. And that's going to be my banner it'd be, it'd be to be finish him. Uh, that famous <laughs> line from Mortal Kombat. So that's gonna be my Notion banner whenever I'm done with this. <laughs> but <laughs> I wish, I, I would, if I wish, it, I wish as a graphic designer, I would change it to finish it and like have it be like a like a task list in front of like Liu Kang. <laughs> <But laughs> I can't do that because I'm not a graphic designer, and I don't have any kind of photo editing programs on my computer. And other ones like GIMP are just awkward to work with. So. <laughs> For right now finish him will do until i find something like a fiver to do something for me but <laughs> yeah so there you go it will be the year of finishing it and actually Nana nanowrimo has helped me with game bear that because that's another thing with like my story ideas is i'm really bad at finishing them because i keep on thinking of better ways for them to go mm-hmm. and like i've changed courses of action plenty of times and stories aren't just in the back of my head and I keep on telling myself like, I get to around to writing it, but then I think of a better idea, and then I can't finish it because I just keep on going. Well, what if something comes to me later? So uh, my goal is to finish it, and NaNoWriMo Rymo has forced me that I can. Has forced me to finish a story idea that would have taken me forever and would never would have ever been finished if it wasn't for that. So yeah, uh, that's my year. Of fin- the year of finishing it, and I guess I continue the year of writing for now. Uh, maybe the year of creating to expand upon it for the theme of finishing it since not everything is writing based. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this finishing it includes finishing projects and finishing TV shows and books I just never finished because I'm bad at that. I like that. Yeah. But sometimes you just get so caught up in your own work that you don't want to leave it. That's why I feel like with these stories, I'm like, I I want to leave this world as soon as I'm done with it. It's over. It's (laughs) over. Yeah.
1: Like how many... Like I'm even th- trying to think about all my discarded, pro- not discarded, but projects and things that I've. Like I was, I was tweeting to a um, writer I follow yesterday because he asked about like our projects. Like he listed a few, a few things that he is going to be working on over the next few weeks, and I hadn't listed my things and one of them was i never started it i started the document okay i started the document and i wrote the headline yeah for for the document but i actually never started writing it and one of them that he was interested in was i was wanting to write a personal essay about on story and character from the most famous well known marvel uh comic series uh, from issues 101 to 108 and then i think a reason was like 132 or whatever don't give, don't don't come after me marvel fans cuz i got the comic issue numbers incorrect um, but it's the phoenix saga and the dark phoenix saga okay yeah everyone skips to the dark phoenix saga they always try to do it in the movies yeah. like l- let's just skip there and i'm like you guys are missing the point of it. But it's a personal essay about the character rise to um to a hero, yeah, and then their fall as a villain. Yeah. And how that has impacted me and my view of stories, etc. Huh. Okay. So that's been on my docket to write for over a year <laughs> and I have not done it. So I really like your idea yeah. of looking at not just from writing projects, but from everything. Right, all of your unfinished things and completing them. Ooh, I may have to steal that.
0: One. <laughs> Maybe it'll be your sub goal.
1: <laughs> I like that because I got like again, like you, yeah, I have so many shows that are oh my, I haven't finished. Yeah, I started but I haven't finished. I have so many nonfiction articles that I started but haven't finished. Stories I started but haven't finished. <laughs>
0: That's the problem with these is that we're like, oh that's a great goal too. That's the <laughs> nice thing with these with these themes to go they're supposed to be flexible. So
1: Yeah, props to you. I'm yeah. a, I I think I'm gonna have to I'm a I'm a low key at that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, thank Amberly for that. She's like Why Thank I you, missions? Amberly. Yeah, that's her idea. And she <laughs> she liked it so much too after I said that she changed her theme to that as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so.
1: I'm like no, it's really good. Yeah, I know. That is really good. Okay. Yeah. No, I think I'm adding that. Holy shoot. Let's we'll see <laughs> no, how, how I stop myself from cursing. <laughs> but no, I like that. Okay. Kyle, you get plus one internet <laughs> points today.
0: As we were talking, I just found, I think, the perfect image for this. So I think I got my notion is complete. <laughs> That's uh, wow. a... It's Liu King, I think. Or is it Giant Cages? I never played the original Mortal Kombat, so I don't really know the sprites that well. What? I, I played Mortal Kombat 10, the reboot. That was like my first Mortal Kombat game, which is like... What? A, I, my parents were like, no violent video games. So I only played Mortal Kombat at my friends' places. So, yeah. I, you know, ripping out spines isn't really child-friendly.
1: <laughs> so, I know you played at your friends' house or your cousins'. Yeah, I guess I didn't play enough. Although His I think Moral a little my bit
0: I think Morgan Kart's like my favorite fighting game. That's not Smash, just because it's just it's just fun. It's just like fun, cartoony violence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I have the. Uh, I'll send you the one that I picked if you want to use that banner, and maybe I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, open it up here, Control C, send it to you on Slack, underneath our topics channel. There we go. Yeah, so what I'm going to do after this, or today's going to be a very busy day with chores and stuff. Uh, so either today or tomorrow, I'm going to create, I'm going to start a list in Notion that I'll link to all my Notion documents. Uh, that'll be like the unfinished list. And I'm going to write down everything that's like, and probably divide it into two different categories, like entertainment and uh, or Aureus cons- Consumable and Creative probably, something like that. And uh divide into that's so like writing down Watchmen, that since I never finished that, and also writing down my project. So I'm gonna create a list of things that I haven't finished yet. And maybe next episode I'll have a update on that, but we'll see. The the idea to write down the the unfinished list is saying that came to me like right before we started recording, so that's why I haven't done it yet.
1: Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Awesome. And I may hand draw these letters just so I can have like if
0: you do that. I'll take some <laughs> finish it. Yeah. If you do finish it, because I don't have it be finish it, then
1: finish him. So yeah. if you do that, okay. that'd be great. Yeah. It's, it's going to be pretty simple. that will be like your first thing life. to finish. <laughs> 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 Sharing it is going to make me uncomfortable. <laughs> so that means I must do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I think we, uh, we have a good reflection and uh year ahead coming up. Hopefully 2021 doesn't go as, isn't as crazy as 2020. And we could all be happy that we survived 2020 and we're moving on to a better future because I'm always an optimist, despite what the news makes me think at times. I'm always an optimist.
1: I mean, you have to be yeah. because otherwise you just sink into a level of despair that yep. you will never recover from. So I haven't talked about it, but for I've picked up more, more of uh, learning of Stoic teachings. Oh,
0: yeah. I read a lot of Stoic stuff when I. First graduated college and moved out to a place I didn't know anybody. I felt like I had no control over my life. I read nothing yeah. but
1: literature for like a year or two. You know, I didn't realize I was kind of following that until I actually started started reading it because I would have these discussions with people and I would tell them, "Oh, well, there's nothing you can control about it. Don't pay attention mm. with that. Like, just do what you can, etc." And and there was other things. And then I start reading, uh, you know, the the Marcus Aurelius mm. and and everyone, and I'm like, oh. I guess I've somehow picked this up and I've been kind of following this, but this is very interesting. Let me continue down this So route. for
0: those who don't know, stoicism is the uh, worldview lifestyle. i should not sure to call it. Uh, it's the philosophy of that. You could only control the things that you have direct control of in that moment and everything else is secondary. So that's something that I tell myself a lot. Like uh, if I'm like really anxious about the news, I'm like, well, what can I control? And that's what I'll focus on. Uh, yeah. And, got very popular yeah. in the ancient Greek and Roman time. Uh, Marcus Aurelius is with the, with the book meditations is the most famous stoic literature out there. It's pretty short. Uh, he was a emperor of Rome who was in charge of Rome over. It was like falling apart. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he, uh, he had, he had the next said like writing down meditations every so often about like what he knew he can control over and what he can't. And, mm-hmm. uh, like how he, and it's become like a very influential piece of literature since then. It's really good. It kind of makes you reevaluate your anxieties a lot, which is good. So I, I follow stoicism a lot. So if I'm like ever mad or anxious about something, I'm like, well, what can I control? Exactly. Like uh, election night, for example, I, uh, we did turn on the election coverage at first, but after a while, I was like, this isn't going to help me sleep. So I went to bed and read and luckily I worked the election that day because I was exhausted and I just fell asleep pretty easily but I was like I can't control that but I can at least finish this book what we can control though right now is where you can go to follow us on social media such as uh, you can follow us the podcast at Productive Lab on Twitter and Instagram follow us for the occasional tweets and the occasional update on Instagram which we gotta get better at Uh, it's the year of finishing it not the year of working on social media so we'll see how I do on (laughs) that Uh, you can also check out all of our previous episodes that have been finished and recorded and uploaded for your pleasure at theproducttaylab.show or tpl.show for short. Or shore, TPL.show for short. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at sq 9 uh, I tweet occasionally and I rarely upload to Instagram, but when I do, it's mostly puppy pictures. And, uh, the, you could also follow my writings at quadrant9.net where hopefully by the time this episode comes out there will be a download to my very first novel that yet again i'll say can't vouch for its quality but I can vouch for its existence where can <laughs> people find you mark
1: you can find me on instagram and twitter at askmarkio. that's ask mark io and you can find my horrible writings on my blog at askmark.io. dot io and as I may also include a link to Medium uh, for some things that I publish on Medium yeah, as an exclusive do. there for one month before publishing on my blog. So that is it where you can follow us. Until next time, stay productive.
0: And Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. Also, what we find doing next year? Do you want to begin, Mark? Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> Man, your voice is. just, Since we start recording, your voice is like. Oh nope, my god, work! Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's always when whenever I'm about to record um, or talking in general. Uh, I need to go see a um, vocal coach. Me 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 me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so.